Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the As Always podcast, episode 131. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty well, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just, um, it's kind of pottering along at the moment. I got mm-hmm. a week off work starting on Tuesday, um, and I've worked a weekend in the last week, so I'm pretty wrecked and ready for a mm-hmm. rest and also like a reset. You know, you yeah, just need a couple of days to like reset your life, get streaming set up, get back in a video routine and a workout routine. It's just, you know, so, you know, sometimes life gets a bit off track. You just need a couple of days to get yourself in order. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'll be sweet. How about yourself? Yeah, sure. You've been working pretty hard on um, the Ghost of Shima project. I have, yeah. It's uh, been a couple of weeks now. I've really been, really been getting into it. Uh, writing the scripts, editing the video, all that stuff. Uh, it's finally all come together. It's finished. I'm just waiting for the uh, for Skillshare to approve my little ad that's in it, and then once that's done, I can throw it up on Patreon 24 hours early. Uh, for anyone that Perfect. you know, wants 24 hours early access, that's where it's going to be. Patreon.com forward slash as always. Uh, but then on YouTube, and everyone's going to love it. I hope. Exactly. Uh, um, do you know who else is over at Patreon.com forward slash as always? Other than you guys, the Shishima video 24 hours early. What, what is what, our producers who, that are helping yeah. power this podcast right oh, now? I couldn't could have you. guessed. That's it. So if you like what you're listening to here, ladies and gentlemen, and you want to hear or see more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. And for just $1 a month, you get exclusive access to the bed best podcast on the internet the clubhouse podcast plus early access to the cinema room videos that james or myself when i get my life together make and uh as well as lots of awesome other exclusive perks plus if you go up a tier you could become a producer for 25 dollars or greater so to thank our producers that are making the show happen we couldn't do it without them we have king richard the third josh duvillier damien albrick avery dobbs cat 94 nick the gaming prick real cinema Morgan Macark, Macac, I never get that right. Yeah, Colton the Cream Pie King and Ballsack Forty Seven, the Liar and Deceiver. Thank <laughs> you, Sweet Ventures Lads, for helping power this podcast. We couldn't, we couldn't do it without you, and um, literally, and uh, you're making our lives just so, so good, so much better. So yeah. appreciate the hell out of you. You have no idea. Sweet games. Um, so James, you're working on Ghost Shima video. Yeah. How, how, where's it stand for you? Is it a review? Is it... Describe it to me. What kind of video is it? Uh, I'm calling it... I'm calling it a in-depth critique because I've got a lot to talk about. Because you're a snobby prick? Is that yeah, because I'm, I'm a pretentious game Twat. critic. Yeah. Um, Which we know. We know that. That's yeah. fine. But it's basically going over everything as in-depth as I can. Uh, but it didn't turn out as long as I expected. Uh, when I edited all of the, uh, or before I edited all of the audio, I think the audio, like my whole recording or whatever, um, was around about fifty minutes long. But the video, the finished product, is about thirty-five minutes, which is the most probably sort of short, Concise. full project I think I've done <laughs> in in uh, the last you know few months. So I appreciate. I'm pretty that. happy with actually, that. I might watch it because uh, it's a reasonable length of time yeah it's it's i'm, I'm pretty in happy fact, with how it i will out. watch it in fact i've decided i will watch the whole thing oh that's brilliant that's great but also on top of that as well i've time stamped everything so every every time i talk about a new thing it's got a time stamp so it's there's like uh, everything just packed into this pretty dense like small space 
which I think is pretty good. Um, so, like, there's some things... Because what I wanted to try with this is try to go in-depth with things, but not so in-depth that I'm talking about, you know, the same thing for, like, 10 minutes. Because um, although there's... Obviously, people would like it when I do that, I wanted to try if I could see if I could do something new and see how people took to this sort of way of doing it. And I think it turned out really well. I watched through it last night uh, when I finished editing it just to make sure there was no issues and no fuck-ups, just to make sure everything was all good. Um and it was really engaging and i'm i'm the one that made it like i've been i've been staring at yeah. the same like word document and the same uh and by the end you usually hate it yeah um but i i enjoyed it i was like this is actually really good so if i thought it was good then i'm sure people who've never seen it before will probably enjoy it more than me um True. so yeah hopefully everybody and, likes it and hopefully yeah. youtube does some bits and promotes it because that'd be great and helpful yeah absolutely and uh if you want to see 24 hours early, patreon.com forward slash that's always just one dollar a month. It's just such a bargain, James. It really Think is, about it. Yeah. $12 a year, you get countless videos from you and I, uh, oh, mostly man. you, 24 hours early. Tremendous project. You're the best in the game right oh, now. Incredible. Um, and as well, at least 25 exclusive podcasts of the best podcast you've ever heard, plus early exit cinema. Like, it's just... Mad. The gift that keeps on giving, we're just over so 30 things. patrons away from our 2020 goal. It's been a massive year. Next year's going to be even bigger. We're talking big numbers. And this, trust me when I tell you, the growth of, as always, is leading to only more good things to come. It means more content, more time put into mm-hmm. content. You have no idea how much more is to come. Honestly, I can't wait. Um, and I can't wait for this video uh, that James has done. It goes to Shishima. Especially because, James, I just finished it. Mm-hmm. I literally Ooh. just finished Ghost of Shima this past week, uh, finally. It's, mm-hmm. I've, and I've been playing it since release. Like, that's how slow and much time I've had to play it. Like, it's just been a bit pottering mm-hmm. along. Like, once a week, maybe twice a week at most, I've got a couple of hours in. Yeah. And it's a phenomenal game. I absolutely loved it. The second and third act are so much stronger than the first. Yeah, yeah. The first um, act is the most familiar, I think. And you sort of feel like, yeah, I've seen all this stuff before. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. But sure. you're like, yeah, this is all very familiar. And then it yeah. goes into it a really lot of become- stuff that I think is way more interesting. And it's cool. Yeah, it, it becomes its own identity mm-hmm. uh, in in the second part, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Can't wait. And hopefully we do. We will do. Let's do a cinema on it this week sometime. Yeah, me. Which will be early access. As always, again, oh, I'm telling amazing. you, one dollar, one dollar a month. That is $1. so much value for money. It's ridiculous. It's like the opposite of like a Ubisoft game. It it's costs, honestly, it's incredible. If you want to get like on a dating app and you want to get like buy extra likes, that's like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. Really? Yeah. So if you want unlimited likes on a dating app, mate, like you get ten a day. Mm-hmm. If you want unlimited, thirty two dollars. A month. Fucking hell. Dude, imagine that. Imagine that. What do I even get out of that? Find <laughs> love and then get stupid. left and then be alone, as always? I'm not doing it. Yeah. Or no. one dollar. I'm not doing it, man. Or one dollar <laughs> for one dollar. Man, I get the best podcast on the internet where there's over mm-hmm. 90 episodes to stream right now. Yeah. Plus, like, heaps of exclusives, early access material. It's mm-hmm. just, you know. This is the As Always podcast where we promote As Always Entertainment. Uh, yeah, it's what it's for. It's what it's for. It's what it's for. Uh, at the moment, what games are you playing when you're not uh, g- when you're not balls deep in some projects? What are you? Uh, <coughs> what are you playing? 
a lot of Union Cross, Kingdom Hearts, um, and Dark How, is Road. that getting better with time? Because when you started, you're like it's a um, bit weird. It's are you just sort of addicted? I really like it, but like I, it's not like a game where I can sit down and I couldn't I couldn't review it and be like, oh, it's a really good game for this reason and this reason. Like it's. I just like it. I I think mostly because it's Kingdom Hearts and you've got... Like, the story is genuinely really interesting and I really like that part of it. Um, obviously, like, the game itself is a mobile game and it's free, so there's a lot of grinding to it, but, I mean, that's sort of Kingdom Hearts. And so I'll leave, sort of, like, yeah. Dark Road running in the background or, like, when I'm oh playing Union God. Cross, like, I, I log in every day to do all the daily challenges, get jewels and, like... Obviously, I'm playing it at the same time with a bunch of people because we've... Uh, we be- we just use Kingdom Hearts chat on the on the Discord, and I've been uh, talking with everybody in there as like we're opening different packs of medals to see what like ones we can get, and helping each other out with difficult quests that are like you know have special effects to them. So like you have to manage which medals you're using in combat and stuff. I don't know. I just think it's like a fun as mobile games go. Like it's a fun game, and like it's got a good story, and it's Kingdom Hearts. So I'm just having a good time with it, and I am very yeah. addicted to it. Um, <laughs> So there's that, but other than that, I'm not really playing anything. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I just um, jumped off. Um, you know, Ghost of Shimmer, as I said, finished that. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't started yet, but my next game on the list I'm going to start this week is Final Fantasy VII Ooh. Remake. That's exciting. Which I wasn't even going to play at all. This I've never played Final Fantasy before. This will be the mm. first one, but you convinced me a few podcasts ago like before a couple months ago now when Ghost of Shima came out like the week ago Ghost of Shima, I'm like fuck it I'll mm. buy Final Fantasy 7 now yep. while you've convinced me so that way once I finish Ghost it'll be there for me to play mm-hmm. how long is it compared to Ghost of Shima? the same shorter longer uh, sure for sure it's because it's a lot more linear um, there's a lot of stuff to do I'd recommend I feel like uh, every time so the game will be like linear and you'll have these sections and then you'll reach like a hub area where it'll give you a bunch of side stories to do I'd recommend yeah. doing all of those because you get so every time it gives you them just do them because it, it fleshes out the world and characters um, but on top of that like you're getting you know leveling up and gaining items and things like that and they're not very long um, right. so that's like the only side content the rest is like normal I, I, it's probably the same length as like a kingdom hearts game the first time you play it through uh oh, right. yeah, you're, cool. you're figuring it out you've got some challenge there as well like it's not too hard if you just play on like normal difficulty um yeah. harder yeah, than kingdom hearts 3 though uh yeah 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 definitely if you're playing like playing both on normal yeah definitely yeah um i'm sure i'll just play it normal for the first time mm-hmm. this will be my last game until cyberpunk and valhalla too so mm. and then yeah. that's sort of it for the year what's after yeah. cyberpunk and oh the spider-man oh it's spider-man yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but i feel like it's weird because the new next gen consoles it's like a new beginning so it's almost like even though mm-hmm. it's not next year it's like no that's ne- that's counts as next year in, yeah, in the gaming year on the point. gaming calendar you know the start of december <laughs> the when the ps5 comes calendar. out the gaming yeah. calendar new year or new gen begins and that calendar mm. is as long as the generation so it could be like an eight year an eight year year yeah so we're still in 2013 right now we 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 not technically we're in like the four year four um or if we're <laughs> retarded mean? like eddie we're in year three so it's like the third why? generation fourth generation of consoles why why are we well i'm so said, confused because if the generate if each generation's a year you start with gen one is like year one 
Right. What do you count right. as Gen One though? Because we're in we're in like ninth gen, aren't we? That's what I the Xbox so. One. Well, well, what's what's Gen what's Gen One? Uh, what do you call the beginning? Uh, hang on, let me Google it. There's a there's a Google Wikipedia page for it. Uh, oh, cool. Video game console generation. I'm pretty sure we're in ninth gen now. Uh, yeah. Uh, or is it eighth gen? The eighth generation of consoles uh, includes home video game consoles of the Wii U released in 2012, PlayStation 4 in 2013. Yeah, so we're we're in the eighth gen, right? So what is what is the what is the first gen? What is the first generation? Okay, there are there are more than 900 video game consoles known to have been released in the first generation. They can be found on the list yet. Look, is this arcade games? Uh, just like really like random things. You've got like the Atari Home Pong. Uh, Jesus. Things like that. That's the first gen. Uh, what's the second gen then? Fairchild Channel F, RCA Studio Two. What the fuck? Atari twenty six hundred. There's a lot. There's a lot of like Gen two consoles. That's crazy. When does it get into like the ones that we know? Never. Uh, third gen, I think, goes all the way up to two thousand three. Commodore sixty four. Sega Master System. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Uh, so we're in the we're in our eighth year. We're about to enter the ninth year of existence. Um, end of this year with the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So that's fun. That's um, pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That was more than I thought. That was a lot more than I thought. But still, um, we're in year... We'll start year nine. You will. Sounds like school. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like year nine. We'll start year nine. It's great. Um, I can't wait. Oh, dude. But then it does feel like that's sort of like the start of something else. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man. I don't think Spider-Man's this year. Mm, but it is. So Classic. To end a generation, we have another Assassin's Creed... Um, the like 12th game so that's normal too many um, yeah and yeah it's 11 too many um, yeah yeah that's fine that's they fine cut out yeah well we've been saying that a long time I think yeah. you've literally been saying they need to cut it out for <laughs> at least four five years yeah you're um, right you're right yeah but it's what it is at this point um but I'll tell you what uh, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know if I, we talked about this a lot because you ran me through uh, the last sort of event they did for it um, of uh, demos and videos and trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm now convinced that I'm going to buy and play Cyberpunk 2077 because okay, I was just sort of like whatever about it. I'm not hyped, but I'm certainly kind of like excited now for the first time mm-hmm. after the last one because I've never really paid attention to it or looked any like into it at all. But mm-hmm. the style looks like fun. The different storylines and choices you'll pick look fun. I'm definitely going Nomad, I've decided. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely yeah. more my, my style. So um, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. What are you going to play first? And let's be honest, I don't want you to fucking lie to me. Mm-hmm. What are you going to play first, Valhalla or Cyberpunk? Well, Valhalla comes out first. Now, so. yes. Now, 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 are you going to finish Valhalla before you start Cyberpunk? Or are you going to start Cyberpunk? Well, what and I've decided finish Cyberpunk before you go back to Valhalla. What I've decided is because right. with with something like Valhalla, 
I obviously I'm interested in what Derby's done with it, obviously. And I am interested to play it and see where the game goes and how it pans out and if it's any good. Um yeah. But at the end of the day, it is like almost like it's a job really. It's like you know, people care about what I have to say about it, and I can't not play I it, so I'm gonna have excuse. to. So what I've decided to do, and I think this is gonna work out for the best, is do what I did with Odyssey, which is stream the game. Because uh, people love seeing my initial reaction and watching me stream it, and I think it would be a waste not to, like a big waste of money. So why not do that? So I'll stream Valhalla, and that allows me then to not put off Cyberpunk. So I'll be able to stream Valhalla at set times during each day or whatever, and then yeah. you know at night or when I'm not streaming during the day or whenever, I can then actually get into and just play Cyberpunk and enjoy it when it comes out rather than putting it off because i've got to sit and play through valhalla i think it'll i think it'll be more beneficial for both i think i'll enjoy both a lot more that way um and i think it'll work out for the best so there you go hopefully hopefully valhalla is not too too long as well so i can get that done and be working on a a video it'll be long let's be real honest with ourselves let's be honest with ourselves (sighs) well you know hopefully i don't think it'll be as long as odyssey you know you've got to like fucking grind or do any of that shit but Oh, God, I think it'll be decent. So well. fucking bad. Um, yeah, I know. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that happened." Yeah, that did happen. I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, I- I'm probably gonna play Valhalla first and just finish Valhalla because I can't mm. really like imagine playing two games at the same time. It's hard enough to imagine playing a game sometimes. Yeah, no. I-, I can't so, unless one is a stream series because like I can compartmentalize. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's work. I can push that aside. Yeah, right. Well, I'm um, well. I'm gonna jump on Hori- stream Horizon first, and then I'm mm-hmm. gonna stream Fable one, two, and three. Oh, that'll be cool. Um, I might do Brotherhood in between just because it's the ten year anniversary. Like, ah, I yeah, might yeah. Just do Brotherhood for a couple of weeks, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not like that. It'll take long. So no, no, you could do that in one go. It'd be like two hours, and you're done. <laughs> Too easy. How dare you? It's Brotherhood. And, and are you going to do like a 10 year retrospective yes I am yeah I'm going to start working on that soon well first I'm going to start working on my Hearts of Stone one for The Witcher uh, yeah. but then I'll start then I'll do uh, Brotherhood yeah and that'll be cool yeah yeah I mean I'll, I'll play I'll play Valhalla first I'll add a cyberpunk just cause I feel like I'll enjoy I'll enjoy cyberpunk more or and Valhalla more if I play it in that order mm-hmm. if that makes sense like I'm like, well, Valhalla was like not that bad. It was pretty good. Like, I like the story, but this X Y Z didn't like whatever. It'll be what it is. Mm. And then I'll play Cyberpunk and be like, man, this is so much better than Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Doing it the other way so, around is weird, and you'll you'll end up getting it fucking spoiled anyway. If there's any moments in Valhalla, people will just like spoil it for you. In, in uh, fairness, I'm gonna get Valhalla spoiled for me anyway because if I take more than. 24 hours to finish it <laughs> send me dms with spoilers and shit actually i'll probably have to turn off my like close my dms mm-hmm. while valhalla is out because that's like the one game that people mm-hmm. will just spoil for me yeah tweet at you oh what did you think of the ending when this happened i'm like the game isn't even out yet you fuck <laughs> like, that'll happen what do you think of the ending happen? when desmond miles came back and was actually jack the ripper do you think it was cool i thought it was cool yeah right and I'll be like but I'll love be like that can't be real and then I'll play I'm like what the fuck <laughs> uh, fucking people tweeting fake spoilers yeah oh dear yeah. I've had that a couple of times where I'm like oh, that's hilarious that's fake and then I watch whatever that thing was or play whatever the thing was I'm like unbelievable how was yeah. that real how was that real wild um yeah but uh, it's what it is uh um, speaking of 
uh, Hearts of Stone, though. Uh, Witcher 3 this week. Some news, James. Yeah. It is going to be released on next-gen consoles. It is. Wow. What are the details? Is it, It's not a remaster, but is there any improvements to this? It's an enhanced version, so we, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have ray tracing. That's the one thing they've said. Um, I don't and... really understand what ray tracing is. What does that mean? Oh, so you know how in games... So you know how in Spider-Man, when you're swinging around and you yeah. look at the reflections on the buildings and they're not real reflections um they're like uh, fake so- they're fake to like they like almost mimic what's around you but they're not real um oh, ray tracing uh, renders sort of i've never really like what spider-man game we talk about like the, the most the recent spider-man one. yeah well i so never like, noticed that to be honest i didn't realize. well yeah you're not meant to notice but if you look at it and like say you look at a reflection then you turn the camera around you're like oh that's not that's not right like it's not actually reflecting ah, ray tracing right. real time reflects in puddles on glass like anything it real time reflects everything in the world like um, light all that sort of stuff yeah so everything's real time dynamic shadows stuff like that lighting uh, everything is like real time created nothing's baked in and faked um which is huge uh, a lot of people didn't think that would become like a, a real like a like a big thing for a very long time because it's only been a thing that they've been able to do in uh, like CGI because uh, obviously it's you know you can't like because obviously it's pre-rendered whereas being able to render all of that in real time is a huge thing um, and it adds a lot like if you see comparison images of things like there's one that um, Nvidia have on their website to show ray tracing and it's it's fucking Watch Dogs Legion but the difference is night and day like you have these like puddles where like it'll be blurred and like the lighting isn't like you know glowing properly and hitting the world the same and like then you switch to uh ray tracing you're like wow like it's it's so much more realistic and convincing the way the light hits the world and the way the reflections work uh so that'll be that'll be a huge thing um for the for the witcher but on top of that i'd assume like upgrades to performance and you know maybe some lighting and texture enhancements but ray tracing i think is the main thing which adds a lot to be fair to the world so yeah, are you waiting for? I can't wait for Skyrim to come out on next. Show, so. <laughs> oh yeah, oh it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, Amazing. that'll be great. When is it actually? Actually, I feel like they surely have announced that. They have surely gonna, it. but they're surely gonna do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they'll do they'll do like a ray tracing edition where it's like special edition, but also ray tracing as well. The special, special edition. Yeah, the really special edition. The special uh, edition, special edition. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, I wonder if they will. I, I, I expect them to because they've released it on literally every platform since the game came out. So it'd be shocking if they didn't. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Why not? It doesn't sound like it would cost them much to do. No, it wouldn't. And they'd make a lot of money doing it. Yeah, they probably would too. So People well. still play it. I'll tell you, the only way I want to ever play Skyrim again mm-hmm. is VR. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. interesting. Yeah, that'd be a whole different experience. Because mm-hmm. I've seen these VR games and they're like built for VR and they're just fucking shit. But I'm like Skyrim VR would be fucking sick. Yeah, that'd I feel be like fun. that'd be a whole new world. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only way I'd ever play it again. I'm kind of like, I'm sure I'll go, like jump on it for an hour for whatever reason one day, but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's over you know an amazing incredible one of my favorite games of all time but like come on yeah i don't come know on. if i'm ever gonna play it again i wonder if i will it's one of those yeah. games where sometimes you'll leave it for a really long time and then just be like no i really want to fucking jump back into yeah I, I i had it a, i had it like six months ago man i jumped on it for like two hours 
<laughs> and I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Yeah. One day I'll jump I just back want in and I'll play It'll be great. <laughs> I just want another Elder Scrolls, bro. Just give me six. I honestly don't care if it never comes out. I do. I do care. Because I think if it's going it to suck. Comes out. I just feel like there's no way that I, I think, can I release think... a good game. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like I need I need it to suck almost. You know what I mean? So I yeah. can let it go. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I've just learned that I can't let things go unless until they let me down, and everything eventually lets me down. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, like nothing. Nothing doesn't let me down. Mm. You know. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. That's just the reality of Assassin's Creed. Let me down. Halo. Let me down. You know. What? Tell you what didn't let me down. Kingdom Hearts never let yeah, me down. Yeah, it's true. Never that's let me true. down. Namor will never let you down. He always creates no. masterpieces. For example, Exhibit A, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Can't wait. Oh my Segway. gosh. Segway. Yes. We've got um, a release date, which is great. November 13th comes out a few days before Valhalla, which is, you know. Oh, dude. Never mind. Cool. Why do I even ask what are we going to play first, Valhalla or Subpunk? It yeah. should be, what are we going to play first, Melody of Memory, Valhalla or Subpunk? And the answer is Melody of Memory. Of course. We're gonna... Unbelievable. Yeah, Definitely. Of course. Melody of Memory is the priority. Mm-hmm. Is the priority over Valhalla and Cyberpunk to me. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. It's really cool that we're getting a new Kingdom Hearts game so soon with like new story and stuff and like the next chapter what what happens after Kingdom Hearts 3. Um oh, yeah. being able to see some more some more stuff that was going on with Kyrie and stuff. The new trailer was really cool as well. I really liked I, it. And do you know what I like as well that we're te- talking about this seriously because i know there's going to be people listening to this that know what melody of memory is and i'll get you to explain it in one second um but mm. i like furious at what we're <laughs> saying like we're not saying like people are like they have to be joking they can't seriously be like more excited for melody of memory than cyberpunk or Valhalla. they can't and we both mm-hmm. probably are yeah um, you don't you don't get it you just you don't get it it's don't get <laughs> kingdom it. hearts does this to you and it's like anything they release is immediately the most hype thing because it's kingdom hearts and it can't not be it's just the nature of the franchise like when i got into this it was already this franchise where they released these weird wacky side games so as soon as melody memories announced i'm like well i like rhythm games but i love kingdom hearts so this is great and i'm so excited for it um but do you want to yeah do you want to explain what melody memory is for those who may not know yeah so melody memory is uh the newest kingdom hearts game coming out this year it's a rhythm game which if you don't know what a rhythm game is it's essentially Guitar Hero. Um, Amazing. Amazing. I love Guitar Hero. Yeah, I also love Guitar Hero. Um, and then, or like, for your, for you new new gamers out there, your young gamers, it's also similar to like Beat Saber, which is another rhythm game that's very popular with the kids, um, uh. where you're going to have, you know, Disney music, Kingdom Hearts music uh, by the wonderful Yoko Shimomura uh, in there and we get to play through 140 different songs are going to be in the game in total uh, for, for us to collect as well so through synthesis many. or unlocks or whatever uh, obviously you've got the main story as well which recaps the entirety of the kingdom hearts franchise but in a musical format so there's that you're going to have uh, missions with you can play it there's a bunch of different playable characters so you can select which characters you want to play as and everything um and go through these different levels which are recreations of kingdom hearts moments 
uh, with the famous tracks in the background that you then play through uh, in rhythm. And there's different difficulties. There's three difficulties. Um, and each one obviously is harder than the next. And rhythm games can be really fucking punishing. So if you're playing on the hardest difficulty, I assume it's going to be tough, uh, which obviously we're going to be doing on Holcium Fox because that's that's just what we do. That's the sort of shit we it's, do. That's how it be. Um, that's how it be. Doing every single song, every single like thing we can possibly do in the game, secret endings if there are any or whatever. Uh, and it's Kingdom Hearts, so I'm sure there are... Uh, some secret stuff in there um but it looks great and like you've got these cool boss battles and stuff and it's just great like i love kingdom hearts music i love disney music rhythm games are fun and it's kingdom hearts it's really just a win 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 in this situation so i'm I'm excited for it oh absolutely i mean the uh i i'm just buzzing over like you said new kingdom hearts story New Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts story, the next chapter after Kingdom Hearts three, and a, a direct continuation of it as well with um, going through Kari's memories and his laugh that Kari finally gets her own game and it's actually just playing a Sora through her head. <laughs> um, so that's great. That's yeah. great. Hashtag KH Sisterhood. Um, so that's Amazing. that's great. That's I wonder great. if I wonder if this game will lead into what will be Riku's game, and I wonder if we'll get a Dream Drop Distance too, but it'll be Riku and Kairi instead of Riku isn't it funny that i would love a Kyrie game after playing as her in remind i never thought i'd say that but i would love mm-hmm. like she was a fun play style in yeah remind yeah she she was and i think that Kyrie. i mean i've been playing all the kingdom hearts games through on stream and playing through kingdom hearts 2 again i'm realizing like that is the best version of Kyrie. that's the best Kyrie's ever been because she's for a start she's on her own so she has to be independent and figure things out which i think is great she actually yeah. steps up she acts quite strong and independent i think it's re- she's re- she's like feels grown up and then it's almost like she regressed in kh3 she act- she's like a child again and it's a bit weird um and i would love yeah. to see her develop and do something honestly i've said this i would love a side game where it's Kyrie almost having her parallel to like a kh1 where she's going out like maybe looking for traces of sora so going to places he's been to different disney worlds he's been to and trying to find these connections he's made through his heart to different Disney characters. And well, that's maybe what Melody of Memory is, except it's a rhythm game. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would I would have loved to see Kyrie go to these different worlds and experience those things and get that experience for herself. So then when she eventually you find Sora again, uh, you she has these experiences to share with him and she's got her own story and like, you know, that'd be cool and interesting. And you get to see a lot more of Kyrie and actually have her develop and be like a strong character. So um, that's something I'd love to see. But if they were to do like a Dream Drop Distance and incorporate Kyrie into a Riku game and have them both together, that'd be cool as well. Um, but yeah, who knows where they're going to go with this? But it's interesting and how this plays into like with the newest trailer that we got, how it plays into some stuff from Union Cross. Like I said on Twitter, I'm really happy I've been playing through Union Cross purely because now I'm like in the know. And like, so when they do these little references, like I get it. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Because you see in the Melody Memory trailer, you've got young Kyrie in the arc which is what the thing is called, um, that, like, little pod. And those things were in Kingdom Hearts 1 in Hollow Bastion. Um, yes. Right at the end and end of the world. But they're also actually originally from Union Cross, um, which is super interesting. Yeah. Well, not originally, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, it's a very interesting plot point, and it's interesting how they're going to be used. Um, and I think I think the the main purpose of this game is going to be Kyrie regaining her knowledge of 
her life as a child because she doesn't remember really any of it just like bits and pieces legit legit it would actually be really cool to have a nice Kyrie focus because she was so backseated in Mm -hmm. um in three but uh Mm -hmm. again like i'd love a game playing as her so if like you said a dream drop distance 2 would be really cool i want a birth by sleep 2 and a dream drop distance 2 where you're Kyrie and riku in dream distance 2 and i mean why wouldn't we want to play as the birth by sleep characters again Oh, that'd be great. You know, they're love... all back together. They're, they're, they are. They're in the Realm of Darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, if in a remind, they've gone to the Realm of Darkness. Spoilers. Holy shit. I realize we're spoiling. <laughs> so much. Hey, Josh, can you put a spoiler warning on when we start talking yeah, about... Yeah, just put like a spoilers. spoiler warning, skip to this timestamp yeah. or whatever for whatever's yeah. next in the timestamp list to skip yeah. the spoilers or whatever. Yeah, pull that shit up, Josh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, it'd but be yeah, cool no, to see seriously. the <laughs> yeah, do um, yeah. the the birth by sleep guys would be cool, and I'd love to see it focus on Ventus because obviously, for people that don't know, uh, in Union Cross, uh, Ventus is relevant to that, um, which we still don't really know how that works out yet. Uh, but I would love to see him maybe gain knowledge or regain his knowledge because it's clear clear he doesn't remember it um, to regain his knowledge of what happened in Union Cross and maybe incorporate that somehow into the story like have a story about him regaining old memories and you could really you could tell it as like a mysterious thing because you don't have to clue people in on union cross to tell a story about ventus remembering things that you don't know about yet and so for ventus it's like scary because he's like what the hell are these memories what's going on maybe like someone's fucking with him in the realm of darkness or whatever and he gets separated from the rest or whatever and he's got he's remembering these things and he doesn't know what's real and what's not and you could add some mystery there or whatever but um yeah it'd be cool to explore that and the the other bbs characters again Uh, i'd I'd like a more in-depth realm of darkness because like i loved it in um Mm 0.2 but i guess it's just a little bit uh three hours is enough because it's quite a depressing place Um, yeah in quite its own world so if they kind of really varied it up and they took you into these like worlds and different types of um sort of dimensions of the realm of darkness that had a bit more variety to it and made it a bit more interesting then mm-hmm. you know that'd be great but i don't know what how you do worlds or sections like that you know what i mean like i guess you'd have so like, like there's there's not worlds in the realm of darkness well, there are, Anyone. like, in a sense, because you've got, like, worlds that have been swallowed by the darkness, so you could see what else... Maybe there's stuff but, in there but you, but you saved the world swallowed by darkness in Kingdom Hearts 1. That was the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. True, but there could still be some other bits and pieces that you'd think, like, somehow, maybe. Uh, well, maybe stuff left the only... over from the, like, Age of Fairy Tales or whatever. Maybe there's, like... Surely not. Surely or maybe you could explore, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting. Because there's sleeping worlds. We've still established there's sleeping worlds, but there's not worlds in the realm of darkness anymore. There shouldn't be. Yeah, you'd yeah. think so. Because we did, we closed the door to like the heart of all worlds in it, KH1. Unless they set up... Um, well, where's, where's Sora? Hang on. This is more spoilers. Um, this is all spoilers. I... The whole Kingdom Hearts thing, Just it's all spoilers. So obviously yeah. anyone can just skip over that, I guess. I guess, but I don't want to be too spoiled if people like, I'll listen, but, like, don't have to be too specific. Is Sora in a sleeping world, or is he in a, like, I don't know, what? where is Yuzora? I, I really don't know. 
I think Sora right now, because obviously the we've got the secret ending, which was the, where Sora and Riku wake up in different places. Um, but I think right now, Sora is where like you go when you lose your heart or whatever. So he's in the the final world. Um, how he gets from there to Shibuya is sort of a mystery, I guess. And Yazura is, like, visiting him in his dreams, I guess. So maybe Sora is in a realm you can only get to through sleep. Um, yeah. Cause like Riku, yeah, because, like, Riku said, he's had dreams. Um, where he's like, oh, I'm being watched or whatever. And that's yeah. then that secret ending. So maybe, yeah, maybe Sora is eventually in a sleeping world or whatever. Yeah. Know. Well, is the only... Is the only reason... Um, how do I explain this? How do I word this? Is the only reason Sora... Like, in Melody of Memory, you see that you can play as lots... There's lots of the characters. Like, the, all the characters are sort of playable. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the main good guys. Like, the 358 over 2 day characters. Birth by Sleep. Kairi, Riku. All mm-hmm. of that. And obviously Sora. Meow Wow. You can play as Meow Wow. Perfect. So, it's just yeah. all characters that are connected to Sora's heart, I assume. And his memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the characters so. that sort of are playable in Melody of Memory. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you, so we think Kyrie's like backstory a bit, you know, evolves in this and makes her stronger. Um, where do we go with Sora's story for me? Like, what do they start to introduce? Do we find out more of where Sora is? Do we um, sort of get a good glimpse into who the villains of the future are? Like, what what do you think we're gonna see? Um. Hmm. I I don't know because we see in the trailer you've got that there's a guy in a black coat and he's about to pull his hood down. Um, yeah. But we don't know for sure that that's the Master of Masters, so it could be anybody. Um, it could be another because the only organization member where we don't know what happened to them is Demix. The rest of them we know what happened to every single one of them after the Keyblade War in KH three. So. Um, that's interesting so it could have something to do with demix obviously demix well we know the he's the master masters, but yeah that's you the never prediction know. right uh yeah i mean it's very but is it, it's not a coincidence that he moves so much and talks so much like him and is also the only unexplained organization member. yeah i know it's yeah. i just I don't just think, think that's a coincidence i just think because when lushu or i guess it was zigbar but he's lushu showed up that's at the end of yeah. kh3 it is a spoiler um it's difficult to talk about this without talking about spoilers but um it's when been he shows a year and up and a half. you've got to get on on board you know we've given how many people do. how many years to get on board with this know, and if you don't do know anything about this then you won't know anything we're talking about yeah you'll be fucking lost um yeah it's just toby that'll be mad yeah oh no toby's well, caught up so we're fine oh toby's yeah he has up. true he's finished so, i think he's so going through good. the data battles now um so that's that's cool uh but yeah, yeah. zigbar lushu shows up at the end of kh3 in that ending section um, and the foretellers recognize him instantly, even though he's got his hood up and he's got a different face. They're like, they're like, oh, is that you, Lushu? Um, uh, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. So I think that they can sense each other regardless. So I think if Demix was the master of masters, I feel like Zigbar would know. I feel like he'd be able to tell. I feel like it'd be but really who says weird Zigbar if he doesn't didn't. know? Who Maybe he does. Maybe he does. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, ne- I just don't. Hmm. Maybe he does. Maybe he's been not 
mentioning anything, but it's like he was also searching for the the black box as well in KH3, and like he seemed to be acting on his own, waiting for the master, as opposed to like being there with him, knowing that it was him. And there's still that whole storyline with Maleficent and Pete. Like literally, they don't do anything Kingdom Hearts Three. They're just sort of there to set up a future story. Yeah, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of like backstory to Maleficent as well because she's in Union Cross. And there's a big thing right. there with like so in KH one. I'm like, never gonna play it, so spoil. Yeah. So so in, I'm never gonna play it, and I'd like to. It's just I won't have time, so I need you. There's to, so like, much. You could watch like a recap of it. So I'm sure Nomura will explain it at some point. Like he's not gonna expect everybody to play through like you know four years of content from a mobile game. At least I I, don't, I hope he doesn't expect that. I think he does. I think he um, does. Good thing I've fucking done it then. Um, but yeah, so with Maleficent. After KH1, when Ansem unlocks her heart, and then you destroy her body, her heart is released. And when your heart is released, you don't have to worry about having, uh, you don't have to, like, time travel is easy. So, uh, so a heart can travel. So when your heart is released, um, you can travel in time forward or back as long as there's a, there's a waypoint, which means you need a version of yourself. So she travels back in time because she wants what to stop fuck? everything from happening. So she goes back, but. The Master of Masters already knew that she was going to do that and didn't want her fucking up the Keyblade War. So, there's... So... Oh, God, there's so much context to this. So, in Holy Union shit. Cross, the Keyblade wielders use the Book of Prophecies to travel to Disney worlds that don't yet exist, but will exist in the future. So, they create these simulations of Disney worlds so that they can kill Heartless and gain light to try and protect the light. Um... So when Maleficent right. tries to travel back... So they're the stealing light from the future to save the future's light. Uh, well, kind of, but it's... it's, <laughs> it's they're, not, they're not real. They're, like, the worlds aren't real. Sentence. They're like they're data recreations of things using the Book of Prophecies that the Master of Masters right. basically made so that the Keyblade Wheels can do that and gain the light. But it's all like a plan. So that, so that because he plans, like he needs them to get, gather as much light as possible so that they fight over it and start a Keyblade War which was his plan the whole time. But Jesus the, so Maleficent Christ. travels back, but the Master of Masters knew she would do that because of the Book of Prophecies. So he traps her in a data recreation of uh, her world. I forget what it's called. Um, bloody Enchanted Dominion. So she shows up in Enchanted Dominion. She's like, oh shit, what's going on? Um, after so just being defeated by Sora. And she's like, okay, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to do it all right. And then this, this like darkness spirit comes along and he's like oh this isn't even real and Maleficent's like oh what the fuck and then he's like but you can return and it explains how she comes back in KH2 and she ends up infiltrating Daybreak Town and using the Ark which is that thing from KH1 and Melody of Memory where like little Kyrie's in it and Maleficent uses that to take her heart and leave her body but take her heart into the future where she uses because you can if you if you're just a heart you can use the me the memories of people to sort of will yourself into existence. And then we see that in KH2, where the three fairies in Yensid's Tower start to remember Maleficent as she shows up again. But that's because she, she used her heart to time travel forwards back again and restore herself in KH2. So there's that so whole thing would, there. Would you say the Master of Masters, um, when he disappeared after, you know, sort of setting things into motion, mm -hmm. he would have somehow used a Keyblade to uh, release his own heart? similar to what Sora does at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 mm -hmm. to then travel into the future and like his eye in that Keyblade is almost like fucking some sort of piece of himself to be in the future so that he can travel in time to all times 
Could be, yeah, that could be his waypoint. Uh, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. It, uh, It's interesting. Like, that's what it's for. That's what the eye's for. Surely that's what he said, how he can see in the future. So surely that's his waypoint. True, but he needs a body as well. Because obviously, like, yeah, because you need, you need a body there. Unless you're just like, I'm trying to think, how did, maybe, well, maybe and if then, they, and then yeah. somehow the, like the destruction of his keyblade releases that again after he's seen all futures so he can then come back in time to his past self to create the book of prophecies. I'm just trying you to know what I mean? about this because this whole thing is so confusing. It's possible. I'm um, just saying, I'm not saying it's in that, but I'm just saying that's possible. I think he could, he could have used his keyblade as the waypoint, traveled into the future and then used See, the memory of himself to like recreate himself the same way Maleficent yes. did. Yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. That's what I'm so saying. Like it's, he it's could not have. impossible. He could have. Yeah. That would explain why he hasn't got, uh, he, well, I mean, at least in what we see when he's talking to young Xehanort, he doesn't yeah, have a true. new body. He has he has an old he has his old body. Um still. So either he's he has an incredibly long lifespan or he time travelled. Which he definitely did. Um so there's that. Um but we don't know. How long do they gather that. light for? Like it had to have been uh, a long, long time that happened. Quite a while, I think. In the lead up to the Keyblade War. Yeah, I think it was quite a bit. And then they did that, and then the Keyblade War happened. But then the Dandelions are put into a fake world. So, like, right now, I think the Dandelions are still out there, and the Keyblade world is still are still out there somewhere, trapped in, like, this little bubble universe that they can't break out of until they realize they're in it. Um, but only the Union leaders know about that. But I think that... I think they've been sending people out slowly, because, like, you've got Subject X... Who are in the who's in the uh, Xehanort reports or the the secret reports of KH three? Uh, talks about her and she's like lost her memory. She's like about fifteen years old, and obviously Syx and Lee both know her because they talk about her. Obviously, um, and she's obviously from Union Cross. Um, but I think they've just been they've been sending people out. Obviously, because like we've got Ventus in Birth by Sleep, and he doesn't remember anything. He's got an amnesia problem, um, and then obviously you've got as well. Uh, Larkseen and uh, Larkseen and Marluxia's somebodies, um, uh, Lorium and El Elrina, I think her name is, um, who were also in Union Cross. So I think they've been slowly figuring out how to send people out of this little bubble universe, and then they've been integrating and doing things in the normal Kingdom Hearts world. Um, and I think they'll eventually. I think they'll eventually sort it out and bring everybody back. I think that'll be a focus, probably, of uh, what comes next. Whether that's like something Sora has to do, or whether it's part of the Master and Master's plan the whole time, I don't know. But um, there's a lot of interesting things there. I feel like there's just the way he's going to lose is there's just going to be a couple of things he that didn't go to plan, and it could be like you said that thing with the um, mm -hmm. dandelions, like sort of being stuck and still existing. He didn't count on things like that. Potentially, well, Potentially. maybe, but I think that he can't was... win. He can't I th win. Maybe not, but then again, I don't think we know his plan. I think actually, yeah. this is my theory, and this is based on something somebody else said. I think the Master of Masters. I think he's a good guy. I think that he's. I think before uh, Union Cross and all of that stuff happened, I think the Keyblade War. I believe this is a thing that has been talked about, but I think the Keyblade War already happened and already started. And by him creating the Keyblade War the second time, that was him trying to stop it. 
And his whole plan is to... Because, like, it's this eternal battle between dark and light that's been happening for centuries. And I think everything he's doing is trying to stop it from happening. Um, because he doesn't want to see light expire and darkness prevail and all of that stuff. I think everything he's doing is necessary to try and stop this battle between light and darkness and restore everything to peace. I feel like that might be his overall plan. And in trying to do so, he's using a lot of people. Um, and, like, everyone's sort of expendable. And you've got like the book of prophecies and it's this big plan i feel like that might be what he's trying to do um mm, but maybe. it's interesting there's a good theory video on it i can't remember who made it but it's like this video this theory of like where like the master of masters and where he came from and what's his what's his plan i think i think it was uh damo i think his name is uh made a it's one of his newest videos it's a big project he's been working on um and it's this big theory about what is the master of masters plan and like he goes over all this stuff and it's really interesting and makes a lot of sense um and it's based on everything we have it's not like plucked out of thin air it's just based on everything what could the master of masters plan be um and it's really interesting and it goes over like different timelines and stuff because there's a lot of arva spends a lot of time in union cross trying to cheat the book of prophecies and be like right it says this one thing i'm gonna see if i can make something else happen and there's this theory that there are multiple timelines um, fuck's sake that, are, that have been like diverted and so like there's the one timeline where the book of prophecy says well darkness will prevail and light will expire and we see that in KH3 but then we also see another timeline where that doesn't happen because Sora changed it um, and so that's like a timeline that wouldn't have been written in the book of prophecies um, and it's created like an entirely separate universe almost um, but there's a lot of theories about it and there's a lot to it and I'm sure Namora will explore it and explain it um, but theories are going sort of wild just because there's like we're in this period now where Xehanort's story's done and there's so much to explore and we don't know anything really so yeah, it's, pretty, right. it's pretty exciting Jesus Christ it's just I love Kingdom um, Hearts it's so fucking stupid <laughs> oh it's just fuck? incredible I love yeah. how crazy it is oh dude it's just I can't keep track man I just can't keep track but I love it and I love it and I can't wait for Melody of Memory I know. Um, to be confused and not know what's going to happen next, but it's what it is. It's good fun. Um, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, what else is in the news? Gamescom 2020. Gamescom? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch anything, paid no attention to it, because everyone said it was shit. Tell me uh, about yeah. it, what happened. It was shit. God, I can't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What uh, games were shown? I don't know. How was it presented? Was it just one long presentation? Yeah, it was two hours. Um, it was presented... That's, a long, that's too long for a presentation on video, ga- video games to me. I think it's too long if there's nothing there, which there wasn't. Um, I don't mind long ones if you've got like a lot to show, or you've got not necessarily a lot to show, but everything you're showing has a lot, because sometimes you'll be like watching and like the hour has flown by quick, and you're like, oh shit, we've only seen like three demos. It felt like nothing. Um, but it's because they've gone so in-depth on each one. Like, you get, like, a 10-minute demo for each, and, like, they've done a lot of prep for them and, like, a few trailers in between. You're like, I feel like this went way too quick. But I feel like this went way too long because there was barely anything that they showed. Like, it just felt so... It just felt so dead. Like, I don't know. They had a trailer for the new Call of Duty, which looked fine. I- I'm really not that interested. It didn't do anything for me, not as much as Modern Warfare did. Uh, there was a... Oh, my God. There was a section in the middle where they did a teaser for a World of Warcraft animated show or something. And it went it went on for literally like 15 minutes. Like it was just 15 minutes 
of a clip from this fucking show and it was so shit it was just retarded and then they got fucking christopher lloyd um doc brown from back to the future and also xehanort in what? kingdom hearts 3 remind to do yeah. like he just he came on to announce fucking surgeon simulator 2 oh it was what fucking fuck? it was such a shit show like genuinely just so bad and there was like no they showed like nothing uh i think maybe like the only interesting thing was like god i don't the ratchet and clank demo um was cool to see the playstation 5 running it and how they can render so much on screen at once that was cool uh and then the lego star wars skywalker saga trailer was really cool and that's about it i think the rest of it was just two hours oh and there was this they kept flicking to this uh to this um to this woman who i believe she worked she was from ign but she kept giving out awards for things and i have no idea what they were for or why they were giving them but for some reason the best playstation game was cyberpunk and like one that's not a playstation game and two it's not out yet so i don't know quite what was going on there but it was honestly just like not very good and was there like any good thing like even one good thing shown uh, the only interesting stuff was like like i said uh lego star wars and there was something else i just mentioned and i've completely forgotten what i just said um you just went cyberpunk uh no it was there was ah fuck i was just on my stream looking and now i'm completely forgotten what it was uh it was like a thing wait let me let me find it again what was it uh they showed some oh there was mafia gameplay for the mafia remake that looked cool uh, well yeah it does I, i'm excited for that f- because you know i played mafia 3 this year first time i couldn't finish it it was that bad oh yeah it's fucking terrible uh yeah mafia remake looks cool though so that'll be fun uh yeah. oh ratchet and clank that was it the ratchet and clank demo ratchet and clank cool. are you gonna play ratchet uh, and clank no but the demo was cool because it was playstation 5 like running like it was just an uncut demo of like a game running on the ps5 uh, and it was just cool to see how quickly they can render stuff in like no load times and uh so much happening on screen like the amount of debris they can render at once yeah it was it was really cool um but i'm not gonna play it like ratchet i've never played ratchet and clank so i it's not a franchise i'm hugely invested in but yeah it was it was a cool demo for the ps5 anyway yeah anyway ratchet and clank i I mean i've been playing since i was a kid i loved them then and it looks amazing but i just don't see myself playing it again but good for it like you know people are excited for it and it seems to be like you know yeah um it's 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 cool to see it's cool to see yeah my hair dude my hair is i keep playing my hair it's a fucking shit show today it's just (laughs) an absolute mess my hair's been looking good recently i've finally grown it like back a lot it's got a Mm -hmm. good length to it on top now but i just haven't done anything with it last two days and it's just no product in it and it's just like looking curly and flowy and I hate it. It's disgusting. You just got to embrace it. Nah, bro. I'm not doing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not doing it. I'm not doing it, man. That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed. Dude, dude. I've got one of my uh, mates at work. He says, mm. I'm not doing it. It's like his fucking thing he says. But we all say it because he says it so much. And now I just say it. Yeah. I've, in the last week, he's it's been his catchphrase for months. But I've only started saying it outside of work for the past two weeks. Yeah. And I noticed myself, the last book is I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I've become him. I'm saying it all the time. Yeah. But I only said it to make fun of him for saying it. Yeah, it's the same thing I do all saying. the time. So With me, with yeah. things I say. I just yeah. make fun of shit. 
and then I yeah, start doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at with I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because you man. ask him anything, he's like, "Oh, dude, can you do this?" He's like, "I'm not doing it. That's too much effort. I'm not. I'm not fucking doing it." It's like, all right, mate. All right. He's the type of guy that like he goes to a drive-thru and if there's one car, he's like, I'm not doing it. It's too long. I'm turning around. <laughs> like he just, he, <laughs> like uh. he won't do anything. Anything that's like a waiting time. Like if it takes more than like, his his thing is like, he's like, if it takes more than two minutes for me to find a car park at a shopping center, I'm, I'm turning around going home. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not looking for a park. Oh, that sounds like me. It's like, I'd, honestly, as I've been explaining, I'm like, that's you. Yeah. But what do you mean? This park's right there. Yeah, but they're next to pillars, and I'm not doing. Hey, it. last time I like, fucking did it, I fucking took my wig mirror off. Not risking it again. Did you actually? When was that? One time, like years ago? No, it was recently. Don't you remember? I swear I talked about this on the podcast. Oh my god, you did! I'll, I can't, especially. But that's the thing, man. That's not the pillars' fault. That's you're an idiot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, driver. it was my fault. But I'm saying, like, that's why I don't park next to pillars. But, but do you I was feel like, like the fact that you're so nervous about parking next to them is the reason you've done it? You know what I mean? Like, I've never been scared of a pillar and I've never it's not, done that. I wouldn't say I'm I don't scared. Think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're so scared of pillars and you ran into a pillar. Uh, look, I think... That's what I'm saying. I think... I don't think I'm necessarily scared of it. It's not that I'm worried about the pillars. It's just that... It's just inconvenient. I'd rather not park next to a pillar if I can avoid it. And normally I can avoid it. So why not avoid it? But that time I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I'm not fucking scared. And then I got complacent and took my wing mirror clean off. So That's unbelievable. How much did that cost to fix? Uh, it wasn't much, actually. I think it was like 250 quid or something like that. But dude, imagine being a good driver and not spending 500 Australian dollars on fixing a mirror. Hey, look. It's fine. It look. It won't happen again. Obviously, it's never going to happen again, is it? Um, Why is that? Is it because you're going to get better driving, or you're not going to park? It's because I'm going to be conscious of it. So if I ever do park next to a pillar, I will be consciously like last time. I took my wheel mirror off because I wasn't paying attention to the pillar. But obviously, at this time, I just, I'll always. Why do you pillar. think you're a bad driver? Like I wonder. Like I am not you, there... a bad driver. You are though. I am. Like, I am a, a fine driver. I am absolutely fine. I, I, I can drive from A to B. I only get lost okay, three so, times. It's fine. It's yeah, not an issue. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you struggle getting places because, like, you couldn't even get home from the airport when you picked up. Hey, like, look, As soon as I got look, the car with you, like... Driving out of Heathrow is a nightmare. It's not easy. Dude, there are so the many first, winding roads. I've never seen a roundabout like that before in my life, so I was like, but I assumed you were used to it. But within, by the second time we'd gone through it, I'm like, oh... I don't know how this works. You definitely have to go on that lane, and then you didn't get in that lane. I'm sorry. I just oh, wasn't yeah, paying right. attention. It was an I issue. But this is my thing. That's two times you said that. You you ran into the building, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> you didn't turn to the right lane, you weren't paying attention. Why aren't you paying attention okay, when you I, drive? Well, okay, to- I was paying attention, but like I was just confused. I, look, what do you mean you were confused? Look, I might have taken the wrong turn, but I took the wrong turn with grace, and I did it well. D- uh, yeah, and right. that is fine. But you also took the wrong turn two times in a row yeah like we just went around and around this roundabout like i was, like, I was just psyching out. you out i was just wanted to see if you panic that's it was all intentional oh, keep, keep, just keep me on my toes this exactly test. that's what it was uk stress test exactly and i i didn't i pa- i didn't pass the anger test but i passed the stress <laughs> test. I, wasn't about the, I wasn't stressed about the driving i was just angry at you for being a terrible driver um yeah look and then 
I'm, dude, I'm I watched. I was rewatching some of the vlogs from last year, and like this Castle Siege, the bit of stones, mm-hmm. um, which is on the Wikipedia page of Kenilworth Castle, that in the 2019 became the legendary bit of stones <laughs> was found. It was hilarious, but that made me go back and watch the castle vlog and at the start you can't park you can't reverse park you can't reverse park, you can't reverse park bro it's because like, i never it do it i just don't unbelievable. do it unbelievable but as soon as like and even at the time elva wasn't driving she was like still on her learners mm-hmm. um and she noticed straight away as soon as you set up the reverse park she's like oh no you've already fucked and i'm like i yeah he has he's already fucked it Look, I think part. Like, I think partly it's because right. I took. I I had one car for so long, and I was so used to the size of that car, and I have not got used to the size of this car, and it's pissed me off so much that I just haven't bothered to learn it. So I've just been. So I just drive forward into spaces. I never reverse park ever, and so I should probably work on it. But I just can't be bothered. I'm like, it's so much easier just to what, drive what you, forward into space. What do you space. mean? What do you mean you can't be bothered? Like, I just can't be... I can't be bothered. Like, if I'm going to park, I'm like, I could just practice reverse parking in space, but I'm like, it'd be so much easier to not do that and yeah, just no, drive forward. Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying, right? Like, I understand what you're trying to say. But the thing is, you then reverse out of the park. Yeah. So you're literally... You have to do both. Yeah, I know, but things. when you reverse out of a space, it's easier than reversing into a space. I disagree. Because it out, it's our way because it's easier to drive forward out of a space than drive forward into a space. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it more, is. But like... More, more than it's easier to reverse out than it is to reverse in. So I think it actually is outweighed overall as a two... Because you have to do... You have to drive in and then out of a park. You have to do two things. And I think it's easier... The easiest combination is reverse in, forward out than it is to forward and reverse out yeah no you are yeah you are right and look to be fair to be fair i have got a lot better at it and i've tried a lot more to reverse into spaces sometimes i'll just be like fuck it i'm gonna pull in straight away but also it's mostly because i mean reversing in is easier if there are cars either side of you but if there's not and the car park is empty which it usually is um it's easier just to drive straight into a space and reverse out because there's nobody there um, which is normally the case, but if if the car park is full, I have taken to try and reverse in now, which I'm getting a lot better at now that I'm getting used to my car. The only thing that I'm not used to is how long my car is, so I never know how far to go back because I'm like, is my car sticking out too much, or have I gone too far back? Which I still need to sort of work on because I'm so used to my other car, it's so difficult to unlearn it. But I'm 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 figuring it out. I did parallel park the other day, and I but nailed it. But how long it, have you so had the car for? There you go. Uh, you know, a while, but. It's just something that I've got stuck in my but head. How, again, what do you mean? How long's a while? Uh, when did I fuck? It's been a while. It's been a while. Two years. What? Yeah, that's. Hey, man, that's long enough to. Yeah, to I know, but I'm just so used to my other one. Like I had it for so long. You're not. But hang on, hang on, hang on. You're not used to it. You haven't driven that. I know, but years. it's like You're not used to it. I know, but it's like when I drive the like I'm used to driving this car, but it's like when sometimes when I do it, I'm just like I'm still I. I don't know. I just can't get out of that old mindset of what it was like before. And so sometimes that gets in the way. Look, to be honest, these things don't really apply anymore and I'm much better at it. And it's great. Like I said, I parallel parked the other day and I nailed it first try. There were no issues. It was great. I felt so very good about myself. how long ago did you break your mirror? Uh, God, I don't know. A few months ago. It must have been, been before lockdown, so February. Okay, I'll accept that. You've had time. It's, yeah, that's enough time. time. That's half a year ago. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. God, really? Jesus, that is a long time ago. Dude, it's September. Fuck. That's it's insane. September. It needs to stop being September. I don't like that. It feels like it's May. It's fucking weird. Um, yeah, I know. It's sort of like this year's sort of like blank. I feel like it's like yeah. a whitewash. It's like doesn't nothing, count. Twenty twenty is just a black hole of if darkness. Yeah, I don't like it. And despair. I don't like um, it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but I just you know look forward to the future more than I um, than anything because it can't be worse. And twenty, but then again, twenty twenty struck again. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman oh passed away, and we talked about it a bit on Clubhouse, but I felt like we you know we need to talk about it. On I here. still can't fucking believe it. Like that came out of absolutely nowhere. And it fucking sucks. It's just... Yeah, it's, it really is just crazy. Um, just adding to the pile of fucking awful things that have happened this year. Yeah, it, it really did come out of nowhere and fucking shocked me. I don't know why it hit me so hard. I guess because it's someone that I guess not like have a personal connection to, but like obviously being super into the MCU and superheroes and everything. It's, it's, it's one of those. So, yeah, who knows? It's been pretty incredible to see the, like, the impact. You know, Chad Boswick meant so much. Chad Chadwick Boseman meant so much to so many. And um, I don't think, like, people always like to say, oh, they're only a big deal because they died. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a big deal when people died. But it's only a big deal when people died because they had such a big impact in their life like while they lived and yeah. and Chadwick is someone that really showed how much he meant to the world um, after he passed away like you really can see it because everyone together shows how much he meant to them and mm. um, he was a part of so much not just in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe being some of the biggest pieces of you know biggest films of all time and the biggest collection of movies of all time but also um, his role in that culturally and in representation um, will be remembered forever a whole generation will be inspired by him and um, mm. his, his legacy will live on forever so it's it's um, been incredible to see that outpouring from people and the stories but mm. with anything there's, neg- there's negatives the negative people come out of it a couple of things um, like people celebrities or people making their children cry um, for a photo what the fuck was that about like super fucking weird yeah it's so weird like w- what kids having like their toys at Black Panther and crying and then they're lining them up and then parents take a picture of them for likes so like, weird come on so weird people you have to make it about them people have to make shit about them you're making it about you you're using your kid and you're using the death of somebody for like social media fucking likes it's so weird it's so fucking weird I just can't understand what goes through your fucking head um, there's there's people that have to, um, you know, try to post something to get attention, because a lot of it is like you know, oh, I want attention on it, so I'll post about it. But then there's negatives to that, and then, but then if someone doesn't post something, they get harassed. For example, uh, Elizabeth Olsen had to delete her Instagram because she got death threats for not posting anything about Chadwick. That is so fucked up. That's so weird. Imagine losing someone you know um, that's probably your friend uh, and because you're dealing with the grief of it and not wanting to use social media, 
um, that you then get death threats because you didn't post something for others. And what's it for? Like, what's her person on Instagram do? I'm sure she, if she knows him well, she's messaged his family privately. But if we don't see it, it doesn't count. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Why are people like Elizabeth that? Elizabeth Olsen being Scarlet Witch, for those who don't know, in the MCU. But even then, like, how many scenes do they have together? They might not even know each other very well. Like, yeah. how much involvement have they had in films together? They were both in Civil War on opposite sides, so probably didn't have that many scenes together. Mm-hmm. They were both in... Infinity um, War. Didn't have many scenes together. They were both in Wakanda. Yeah. So they were maybe a bit... Panther lives. Yeah, true. Yes, it is. Yeah, I just let you know. So surely they they were together, like, on set. Yeah. Yeah. Surely, for at least periods of time. Like, if you're not having scenes together, even if you're in the same location, you might actually be hanging out. So you don't know how these big films work. I certainly don't know. Oh, I do. Um, I know how they work. Oh, I'm an expert. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you don't know. But what is with that, man? What is with that, with having, like, having to post? It's so weird. Having to post. It's so weird. I don't, I don't, these people are fucking insane. Like, so many people these days live on social media and they don't seem to understand or grasp the concept that people have lives outside of what they do on Twitter and Instagram. Like, if somebody close to you dies, the the last thing you're going to be thinking about is oh I need to make sure to make an Instagram post like I just it's oh, it's so weird it's so weird and there's nothing wrong with posting on social media obviously but there's nothing yeah, wrong with because it can be it can be well. ca- like cathartic to mm-hmm. like write something up and like put it out there into yeah, the world for sure whether it's in a notepad just for you or on social media I, if you need to do it there's nothing wrong with doing that yeah. Yeah. But everyone deals with grief in different ways. Exactly. And if you're dealing with that and you're mourning the loss of somebody that you know, then sometimes you want to just shut off and just be on your own. Like, that's just fucking weird that you would think, like, oh, she just... What do they think? What do they think? Like, she hates him? Like, she... I don't, what do they Dude, think is the problem? Like, I don't understand. Like, they're like, she didn't post, but why do they not make a connection and think like, okay, so why didn't she post? Maybe it's because she's mourning the death of somebody. Or do they think, oh no, she didn't post because she obviously didn't like him and this is some sort of message and like, I don't, like, how do you make that connection to the point where you go, no, I need to harass her over this because she's a bad person. I just don't, I, oh, I don't know. Fucking, I don't, that's so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. It really is. Um, I, I, uh, well, I hope Elizabeth Olsen's okay, obviously. Like, to have to delete all the social media to be like, fuck this, fuck, you know, I'm not, I yeah. can't deal, like, the fact that she couldn't deal with the amount of threats of her way when she, you know, you're going through something. Mm. Like, it's so hard when you lose someone close to you. Yeah. so hard to deal with it. Um, and there's so many ways to grieve. So, um, mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just... <sighs> it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. And it's always people that have probably never lost anyone themselves and don't know how hard it is mm-hmm. and how to really deal with those situations. It's also probably like 14-year-olds yeah. um, that... Are really the majority of people on fucking social media and online all the time and that's their lives because they don't have a life yeah um yeah oh, fucking hell man uh but 
other than that, there's a lot of you know n- nice and lovely things that came out from like the you know they the lots of tributes people have done and you know Boss Logic did some really cool um, posters and things like that and Marvel put out that um, tribute video which was awesome and mm-hmm. um, the director of Black Panther he wrote a massive statement which was beautifully written and articulated so. Um, Mm-hmm. you know yeah hopefully they just let let black panther and the character and everything in the mcu just sit for a while and don't think about you know i don't know trying to redo something or recast something or i don't think they'll recast it. like just let it sit they can't well they won't recast way. they won't no they, they there's no way they recast i mean it's like they make a movie about the next person you know what i mean in in the wakanda sort of mm-hmm. world and they try to make like a black panther 2 and it's you know with another person yeah but obviously like um uh, t'challa has died you know but mm. i i don't even want to think about that like i just don't want them to don't fucking think about that shit yeah 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 it's fucking yeah it's fucking rough but that has been a lot like you said a lot of positive come out of it a lot of people you know celebrating what he did and everything a lot of like videos and clips of like stuff he said speeches he's given and things like that and he's yeah he was a really fucking great man and it, it really is a shame to see you know people like this uh people like this go uh way before they really should um you know cancer fucking sucks but it's been nice to see the positives and the the celebration of of who he was as a person i think on social media yeah um and for a really um in poor taste transition um, but then again, what they did was in very poor taste. Um, you know, you have a, an uh, inspiration yeah. for people of color everywhere around the world in Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. pass away and the world remember him and what he's done. And you also have Ubisoft release a trailer about a game that's trying to take down a movement very similar to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and that went really well for ubisoft uh, they they needed a win and clearly they got it here yeah um, they really no, needed this, it yeah what needed some good pr the fuck what the fuck oh my god dude they could hire you as their pr person and they'd be better off like <laughs> honestly that's the level they're at right now yeah yeah and you're it's right wild. yeah it is oh my god i just don't understand how any of this happens like you've just come out of this whole thing about your you know your upper management being incredibly sexist this company having this like internal structure that just enables abusive behavior um against women uh and then you know not you know a couple weeks later they end up with this thing coming out and it's like how the fuck did this thing get like how did no i mean this is what people have said like when stuff like this happens they're are obviously people saying don't do this it's a terrible idea but the out of touch upper management just goes no you're wrong we're doing it anyway you don't know what you're fucking talking about but then people that's like they shouldn't release this but they're like too scared to say anything so no one actually says they shouldn't release this but people think they shouldn't release it maybe i mean i'm sure there's at least one person who said i don't think this is a good idea at least in the conceptual stage and everyone was like "No, no, no 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 don't worry about it um I mean, there's been some people that have spoken out and said, like, you know, there's similar things that have happened in the past, and like, you'd be people would say, this is probably a bad idea, but they'd be shut down, and that could be what happened here. But regardless, doesn't matter because Ubisoft did it anyway, and it goes to show how out of touch a lot of people at Ubisoft are. Like, how how the fuck did you think this was going to go down? 
Like, I just don't... I just don't understand. Like, I, I do not understand. It's insane, and it's so... It's, like, very just terrible timing to do it, like, with everything that's going on in the world. It's just... Yeah, it's another hit for Ubisoft. Um, and hopefully one day they go fucking under and don't exist anymore because they're a dreadful company. Yeah. Uh, and then all their good employees find prosperous and better jobs. That's what we hope. Yeah, fucking get them out there. Get them out of that fucking horrible place. Get them somewhere else. Get them somewhere good. Yeah. So I can realise their talent. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. It's... It... it... Like you said, they've done it to themselves. There's... They deserve all the controversy they're getting, but at what point is there real change? Like, at what point is Eve fucking kicked out by shareholders? Oh, he has to get out. Like, you, he can't still be in this company. He's he so out of touch. He is a absolute disaster of a, of a boss. It, oh, and he is 100% to blame for all of this. You can't let it... Oh, I'm too high up. I'm not in this just... I don't know. Hey, dude, you fucking know... And you need to be held fucking responsible. He runs the company. He's, That's his fucking he, job. He's running, he's running the company. It's his goddamn job. A culture of this didn't come out from nothing. Eve needs to go. The shareholders of this company need to take action and need to be loud. This company cannot continue with this sort of culture and values. And it needs to start from the top and come down. And obviously, he's not inspiring any culture of positivity. He's not inspiring any culture of equality. He's not inspiring any sort of culture in that company of decency whatsoever. In fact, rewarding the opposite. Because all that matters is dollar signs at the end of the day. And he needs to pay for that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not someone that says this lightly that someone's living should be taken away from them but this is insane what has gone on laws have fucking been broken by employees of this company under his watch mm-hmm. people's lives have been destroyed in his company under his watch yeah and and now you've got something like this happening where it's so socially out of touch and dramatically affecting finances of shareholders of this company employees reputation within this this company and he's still sitting there writing himself bonus checks at the end of every year probably Mm -hmm. like at what point does he take responsibility for it i think it should be now yeah i think it should be now yeah i think we need him gone because he's just like he like he is the one running this company he's the one that's at the top of everything um if he didn't know about anything going on then he's a fucking incompetent moron and if he did then you know even worse he's you know complicit in abuse and i'm i'm pretty sure he did know about what was going on there's no way you wouldn't it's if it's it's your company and so all i all of this is on him in some regard um and all of the people that are around him, all of the upper management, you know, like, you know, Sergey Haskell was his right-hand man, and he's gone now, thankfully. Um, but I think Eve needs to get gone too. This company needs a proper shake-up, and you can't do that with the same 
boss that has allowed this to happen for you know over a decade um probably longer so yeah i i think that's what needs to happen i don't think it's what's going to happen because i don't think you know i think it'll be tough to get to, to be able to get rid of him and i don't think i don't think shareholders really care a great deal um as long as you know they're you know and making money or whatever but yeah i don't know I, I really don't know what's going to happen um probably nothing but something needs to happen yeah uh yeah i agree i i mean i as i said man i think he, he needs to go that's what i think mm-hmm. i think he needs to go and and that's it that's the end of the end of the day for me um but yeah cool yeah fucking and ubisoft have a ubisoft forward of ub forward event what in a week yeah next week yeah or this what week the fuck? this week for when this comes out thursday yeah true what like what are they going to show uh they're showing uh most watch things dogs? uh oh. they're showing watchdogs yeah they're going to be oh. showing gods and monsters which has now got a new name and has been like revamped uh yeah what the hell happened with that yeah it got it they changed the name and they've revamped it it doesn't look like odyssey breath of the wild anymore it looks like something else but i don't care because it's ubisoft quebec and they're fucking wank so get that shit out of my face Um, it's true they are fucking wanks get out of my face yeah yeah. uh though i believe jason schreier's also said they're gonna finally announce their new prince of persia that's been under wraps um so there's that and they're not showing assassin's creed so okay so let's talk about this assassin's creed valhalla Mm-hmm. Um, it's not being shown at UB Forward and it comes out in a couple months and we really haven't seen heaps yeah. to be honest not as much as normal anyway normally we see yeah, a lot not as more much as normal. yeah normally we see too much so yeah. in some ways it's good but does it concern you that we're not seeing Valhalla stuff and from what we've seen with certain glitches or like quality issues of mm-hmm. gameplay should we be concerned and ultimately the big question should Assassin's Creed Valhalla be delayed James I mean I've been saying I feel like it should be delayed for two reasons I think reason number one I think is because it's releasing in a space that is just consumed by tons of other games but second of all I don't think the game looks of a quality that is good enough uh, as it is currently. I think there's too many little glitches. I think the animations look poor. I think facial animations are bad. Uh, general, just sort of like the way the game is rendered. I think there's just lighting issues. Something's just not right. The game doesn't look good enough um, for a game that is... It's cross-generational. Like, it's the end of this generation of consoles, the beginning of the next. It doesn't look good enough. Uh, it doesn't look polished. The game just looks messy. And I think it needs delay for that reason. Um, How long do you delay it for? Uh, if you're Ubisoft, if I, your name is Ubisoft Welford, what do you do? Yeah, that is my name. Um, I think, I think you'd have to still release it this fiscal year. So I think, I guess, you'd release uh, delay it till like March or something. I don't know. Uh, but then you're releasing it around Far Cry Six, and so that could be an issue yeah um and it's like that's always their full game like at the end of the year there's always an assassin's creed that's always the thing they put there so yeah it would be 
it would be maybe weird for them not to. Uh, but I don't know, because I guess... Well, I mean, right now, currently, they're going to be releasing Watch Dogs right next to Assassin's Creed, right? They're, like, releasing right around the same time or something. Um, so I guess you could just yeah, change guess. it, and Assassin's Creed would release alongside Far Cry. But I guess they want those isolated. They know Watch Dogs isn't really going to sell very well, so they prop it up with Assassin's Creed. And then Far Cry, they know, will probably sell quite well, so that can release on its own at the start of 2021. But I'd probably delay it, like, five, six months. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'd at least six months, in my view. Like, I completely agree with you. It doesn't look polished enough. The, the, just simple animations don't look good enough. Now, the there's things that look really great about this game that I like, but it's mostly, like, setting-related. Setting um, and there's improvements from Odyssey. Like, I think this looks better than Odyssey. Mm-hmm. yeah no yeah for sure um, and it comes simply from design uh, more than anything but the polish looks about the same if that makes sense yeah yeah messy and just like not good yeah. enough it looks like yeah it looks like a better designed game that's that's messier yeah um or that's as messy in terms of um like animation quality the you know just simple shit man just mm. very simple shit um so ultimately yeah I do I do think it should be delayed. Um, what are the chances it gets delayed out of 10, would you say? Probably 0 out of 10. I'd say 0 as well. Um, I'd say there's no way unless... And I and you know what's funny? You know what's interesting? I don't think they're not showing Valhalla at UB Forward because... And this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I don't think they're... I think the reason they're not showing Assassin's Creed Valhalla at UB Forward is because they know it doesn't look good and it's not because they don't want their game to look good it's because the higher ups that aren't even working on it don't want audience pressure to delay the game like Halo Infinite oh that makes a lot of sense they saw what happened in Halo Infinite they're like this can't happen with Valhalla we will not show it because they can't show it nobody can criticise it so that and they, then it's they just going to come out it. people are going to buy it and then they'll get negative reviews but they'll still get their money and that's ultimately what the higher ups care about they're like Look, you Assassin's Creed devs can deal with the reputation and the fallout and the community. That's your job. We mm-hmm. just want the money from Valhalla. Unity happens we didn't again. Have one last year, all over. And then again. we get a Unity and an Odyssey and a you know. Oh, a Unity within an Odyssey. That's what they meant the whole time. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, Makes exactly. Sense. That's what they meant. Um, so it's all coming together. It's all coming James, together. So, yeah, that's um. But that's my conspiracy. That that's why they're not showing it at you before it. Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Valhalla is just um, not ready. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just not ready. Mm, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Or it is. I don't know, man. Like I, I hope um, it's obviously playable, and it looks way better than Odyssey just from the you know Ethan's gameplay that I've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This, it, looks, this, it looks better. We talk a lot of shit about it. We talk a lot of shit about it. Hey, look, it's, ske- it's and there hasn't skepticism. Been, there hasn't been a lot of news. There hasn't been a lot of news. But it is, you're right, it is skepticism. And as much as Darby tries to honey dick us, <laughs> um, and he really tries. He does try. He keeps getting me. He keeps getting me. Yeah, um, I'm happy with it. I'll take his I'm nice honey skeptical. sweet dick. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, that made me <clears> like you wanted his, yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting it. No. Just, you know, ask you know ask yeah you know, get consent of course he'll say no of course you know. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but and that's fair I respect, I respect that entirely <laughs> why are we going to this fucking 
It's just a lesson in consent to our viewers in case they don't That's know true. how that works. That's a good um, point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah. It's useful information. Which, yeah. I think we've given them a good few lessons this year on that. We anyway. have done that. That's true. Um, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Back to... Oh, the, the stuff I like... The uh, Don't get it twisted. And we're still on the Derby train. And, uh, uh, you know... We'll I'll never not be on the Derby train. Even... Hey, Derby... Because you're probably listening to this. <laughs> we love you. And even if we, we don't love this game, we're still on the Derby train. So yeah. he can really do no wrong in our eyes, even if he does wrong. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah because we, we, I mean, the thing is, we know when we play this game, the issues we're not going to have is going to be relating to the, the narrative. At least that's what I'm saying now. If this, this clip comes back to bite me in a year and a half, um, I'm yeah. sorry. But that's my prediction, if, is that if I have issues with this, like, it's not going to be story. If you like his writing style, I'm sure you like this game. And if you don't like his writing style, you won't like it. At yeah. least narratively. Um, How could you not like it, though? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, it, 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 and as all these games do, they exist within themselves. They're not continuous games. They're singular games. It's an Assassin's Creed in a Viking era. Um, and it's a cool fucking setting. And gameplay-wise, looks way better than Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I am actually excited to play it at the end of the day. I actually yeah, am looking, excited I'm to play it, but to I, it. I, I can certainly wait. So if they could delay it six months, that would be great. Especially yeah, if that'd be COVID. useful. Just say it was fucking COVID. Yeah, it's easy. And Go for it. It's easy. Everyone's doing it. Get on the train. Everyone is doing and it. That's true. Everyone is doing it. Um, it's like peer pressure. You have to do it. You. You should smoke the weed because everyone else is. If you're um, not delaying your games, you're kind of not cool. So, dude, that's it. They're yeah. not cool. Let's bully them with peer pressure into yeah. delaying. And oh, Ubisoft have always guys. been the cool company, you know. They're down with the kids. They, They're pretty hip. Yeah. This is yeah, really yeah, yeah. you're really falling off here, Ubisoft. This is where you've actually fallen. Um, I dude, I agree. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I didn't want to say it. I wanted you to say it first. This yeah. Off. It's not. Um, their um, you know culture of uh, mis- racism and misogyny it's um, no, no. it's this no no yeah um, it's this this is my issue really at the end of the day I can forgive that stuff yeah. if you delay Valhalla promise yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly so just be like the cool kids um, yeah. and, and join the club like Microsoft uh, are at 343 and you know take a hit yeah. If anything, game six months. do what they did with Dying Light. Delay it indefinitely. Dude, or, that's even better, man. That's a, that, dude, that's this, taking it to the next this level. This is actually better yet. Do what they did with Dead Island 2. Delay it and then never release it. That'd be sick mm. if you could do that. And then maybe never yes. release another Assassin's Creed. I think, that honestly, oh, that would right. be the coolest thing you could do. Dude, that's <laughs> so cool, man. That'd be that'd really be cool, so cool and relatable. I'd like that. <laughs> That'd You'd be, then be like everyone else. That'd yeah. be a relatable post if you did that. I'd like it. Yeah, that'd be on some sort of a, like relatable memes page. Yeah, it's like, yeah, delay AC Valhalla, never release AC Valhalla. <laughs> related, <laughs> much relate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am looking forward to it. Uh, I just, hope that, <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that when it comes out, it doesn't look like shit. <laughs> uh. Oh god, I love the the dumbest conversation ever. And then, anyway, I'm yeah, to it, so. yeah, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I just, you know, hope it doesn't look like shit when it comes out. Um, yeah, 
Oh, of course. I'm sure the people that are making the game hope it doesn't look like shit when it comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. Meanwhile, um, Eve's just smelling green. All he smells is green. He does. And it's not the weed they're passing around, obviously, because that would make him cool. Um, yeah, he's not the, cool. Um, yeah, he's not cool. <laughs> he's definitely not. He's the opposite of cool. Lame. Yeah. That's what I he's call lame. him. Yeah, I, and the whole, like, Brett saying, I love you, Eve, has really come back to butt Brett. And yeah. <laughs> he needs to next time shout, I hate you, Eve. That'd be a really good full circle thing. They get kicked Dude, out. That be, that's character development, man. Yeah. You'd be central. Not, he doesn't make videos on Ubisoft anymore. That's true. Unless it's Watch Dogs yeah. Legion, the best game ever. But, you know, we all have oh, our faults. Um, those are his. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's um it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Um <clears throat> uh, right. Right, <laughs> man. Other we've decided that um Valhalla should be delayed. Um because yeah, we are the foretellers and the most important our opinion's more important and the most important, I would argue. Yeah, so, I, yeah, no. The fact that we're saying yeah. it should be delayed it then should be delayed or it's going to be bad. That's a statement of fact and that's objective truth. Yeah, to be fair, Unity was looking pretty good until I said before it came out that I was worried about the state of it and that it would pro- it probably should be delayed. And then it came out and it was really bad and broken. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Use that one time you got it right and yeah. then that's don't now... Don't worry about the other times where I got it awfully horribly wrong. Those you don't matter. Every other time, you were right about Odyssey and Unity for sure. Yeah, true. The bad ones for sure. Um, true. Was I right about Origins? So, what did I say about Origins? I was excited for. I was like, this game's gonna be great. Well, I mean, and then it yeah, came out. We loved it. Came it. Out, yeah. Well, then after it came out, you were like, "This is how ev- you actually single handed." No, 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 no. No, I didn't uh, say you that. You said that this is how all games should be. I did you say that, that. You didn't, and you did, and you said not just Assassin's Creed, but all games. So what you, you and then all games did that. And it's my fault, James, yeah. you single-handedly ruined video games. <laughs> it was my fault, sorry. Uh, yeah, but I also gave so us Horizon Zero Dawn, so... No, you didn't. Horizon was out before... Oh, no! Yeah, oh, right. no. so there it is. Actually, actually, um, I said every game should be like this about The Witcher. It wasn't about Origins. I mean, I did also say it about Origins, but I did say it about The Witcher first when I finished that yeah. at the end of 2015. So, technically, I did give us Horizon Zero Dawn, so you're welcome. Um... I also gave us Odyssey, uh, obviously, of course. Um, you did. Yeah, you did. But yeah. you also gave us Halo Infinite. Um, so <laughs> the fact that that's in that, like, that bunch of games. We've got The Witcher 3, Horizon Zero Dawn, Assassin's Creed Origins, and uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Open world They're RPG. They're the same category with, of game. With XP and... They're the same genre. Oh, my God. Light yeah. RPGs. Yeah, I love a good light RPG, especially when it's put into my Halo games. Thanks Dude, that's what I, the, the, all I've been thinking is John Halo's missing. Not Master Chief as playable, but light RPG elements. Oh, that's yeah. what I was saying. The only thing that would out. make this better is if we weren't playing as Chief. I think that would be actually incredible. Yeah, exactly right. So they're really in touch, 343 as well. Oh, they well. get it. They really get it. Um, no, Halo. but I'll tell you what. They're in touch now. And look what's happened. Joseph oh. Stalin. I mean, stat. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so retarded. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Colin's tweet 
this week about it. Which he's one? He's like, oh, wow, I didn't know Joseph Stalin came back to life and started working on Halo. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, I just saw the news, Joseph Stalin's working on Halo. That's like, so that's dumb. Funny. That doesn't that's even dumbest, make sense. That's the that's most the dad, dad joke. Like That's such a dad joke. He's got a new dog and he's gone full dad. And yeah. That's what's happened. And that's <laughs> it makes no sense. It's like, I guess their surname is spelled somewhat similarly, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it, but it's also his first name's the same and then last name is one letter off. No, it's two letters off. Well, in pronunciation, one sound off. Well, I guess. Staten, Stalin. I guess so. It, it still it's, just doesn't make it's sense. It's pretty close, man, and you could accidentally <laughs> misspell it. That's all I'm saying. It's not not close. It's not not similar. I guess. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't Whatever. Know. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I did. I did. To be fair, I did read it as Joseph Stalin the first time I saw it. Okay. Well, yeah, Joseph Stalin's back. I don't, I, I don't know Joseph Staten really at all what you don't, he worked for Bungie he worked for Bungie he was the campaign like head guy who worked on uh, Combat Evolved Halo trilogy. 2 and Halo 3 uh, right. on writing the script for missions cutscenes directing all that stuff making sure it was what, the way that he wanted the story to be crafted now here's um, the thing he's joining the t- this is a great question right so mm-hmm. so Joseph's come back Obviously, mate, like, I knew he worked, he was a big part of Bungie, so I'm, like, excited. This is cool. This is what you want. And he's campaign lead. He's now the campaign lead on Halo Infinite, a game that was going to be released in two months' time. Mm-hmm. Now, what, James, does that tell you about how fucking far away this delay is for Halo Infinite? Yeah, that's what I said on stream. I was talking about this because people brought it up and we had a little bit of a discussion about it. And my theory is that, yeah, the game looks bad, right? But I so, think the delay is... Partly that, but partly because they've got him on board and he wants to shake up what they're doing with the campaign. And I think that's why the delay is going to be really long. I don't think the game is, like, coming out soon. Um, I think it might be a full year. It might be a full year. I think there's the potential of being a whole year, yeah. Um, So I don't think they're going to start from the ground up because obviously that's too much work. But I think what is going to happen is I think he's going to work with what they've got and I think there's going to be a major shift in the way that it's handled, maybe the way the story is structured and paced. Um, and also scripting and the way that Chief interacts with certain things and just just to make it Halo, I think it's going to take what they've got and it's going to make it Halo based on Joseph yeah. being involved because he he get he is Halo like he gets Halo, um, and I believe it's recently, like Darby it's like Darby coming back to save Assassin's Creed. It is like that, yeah, but yeah. with Joseph actually giving like giving actual like you know full full creative control over the campaign. Yeah, um, and oh, being, that's what you're saying. Know, it's like if Darby was. Um, you know that guy that we don't talk about. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Um, well, Darby got his job. I'm saying, like, if yes, Darby became yes, the creative yeah. director, I know what you mean. But I mean, it's the same. He's narrative director. Like, that's I guess the same for a first-person shooter, the campaign director. Yeah, yeah, it's it's similar. But I mean, I so feel, it, I feel like Joseph has a lot more control over the how the campaign is presented and the way that it's yeah. they structure this story. Whereas just I think, on the style of game, it is. I mean, they are the same. They're light RPGs, so I guess they're, they're exactly. The yeah, you're right. That is the uh, same thing. Um, but good also, point, good point, James. He what? Good point, James. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think oh yeah that's what i was saying so he came back recently for another thing which was like a a novel just some side novel and apparently it was really good and really well received by fans um so it shows that he still gets halo uh and he still he still understands it and i mean obviously you would he's the one that was really behind a lot of what we love in terms of story and the way halo feels in uh one two and three so it's very exciting to see that he's back um 
uh, back doing this. Uh, it is almost similar in a way to like if Patrice came back to Assassin's Creed, I think. Um, Darby is a close comparison, but I think uh, yeah. it's, it is almost a similar thing to Patrice returning. And More Patrice, wow. Being in yeah. charge of how they made like a the new Assassin's Creed or whatever. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really exciting and I'm it gives me a lot of hope because they've delayed it. Um, indefinitely and they've got joseph back like this is huge this is huge stuff so i think we're going to see huge shakeups to the campaign the soundtrack already sounds fantastic and that's brilliant oh um, dude and I, this could be good i don't, don't know have, they don't have marty o'donnell though. no they don't they don't but they're using a lot of his stuff and his like it's it almost why don't, sounds why like don't they try to bring him back because he's I not working for know. bungie yeah I d- was he I a piece know. of shit was he like an arsehole is that why the bungie got rid of him <laughs> I have no idea. I thought, I feel like I heard he was like an awful cunt or something, uh, or like really hard to work with. Um, I why no was? Well, I'll try. Uh, do, Google or no? Yeah, Google's always look. right. Why did Bungie don't get fired from Bungie? Bungie. Unpaid wages. Moved. He sued Bungie. He sued Bungie for firing him from the company due to unpaid wages. Mm. That's what it says on Wikipedia. Whoa, and he won the lawsuit. Ex-Bungie composer Ooh. Marty O'Donnell wins epic legal fight with former bosses. Ooh. The composer who created the music for Halo and Destiny video games has won the case in legal battle with his former employer, Bungie, under the fi- a final ruling issued today from a court appointed arb- <sighs> arbitrator. Bungie must honour its agreed agreements with O'Donnell that give him the right to hold a considerable share of stock in the company and the filing contains for the first time a description of the ordeal that O'Donnell went through as he quarreled with Bungie over issues of creative freedom and stock ownership in the company that he co-founded because he did yeah he was a massive part of Bungie in its early um, Hmm. conception and he had a big like creative um, control in the Halo days from <coughs> my understanding the court papers reveal a rare unseen story of the making of Destiny and the internal struggles that happened between Activision the publisher and Bungie the developer of the game that is now played by millions the arbitrator found that Bellevue Wash based Bungie via I'm I don't understand. I don't know how that's <laughs> written. I, but I can't read and I'm, I'm so tired. I've worked seven days fucking straight and it's 11.30 at night. Um, anyway, um, Bungie violated his contract with O'Donnell, recognised by the parties as being known as its... for his brilliant and iconic work on video games, including Halo, one of the most successful video games of all time, and Destiny. When <laughs> and <it's>, Destiny. <laughs> and Destiny. When I fired him and forced him to surrender all of his stock and forego participation in the company's profit... Um, participation plan in an interview with games beat o'donnell said i'm very happy this is over and i'm ready to move on the award Mm -hmm. means that o'donnell should be getting a payday it's not clear how much but the first payment of the profit sharing award that he is entitled to for his work in 2014 is $142,500. o'donnell meanwhile is not allowed to publish music from the destiny game of his own unless it gets permission from the copyright owners we've asked Bungie for comment on the case and we'll update the story as we receive well this was ages ago so I doubt um mm. anything's happened so there must but, there, but but like that's not him getting fired like obviously it must have been creative control issues because he had such a big stake in the company 
and he was probably acting as the type of guy that has a massive stake in the company and giving his creative input because he's like, well, I'm a huge owner of this company, so I want to say in where we're going and what we're doing. Why are we involving ourselves with Activision? What um, is that status and how much control they have? You know, I don't agree to this. Mm-hmm. And this, the other major shareholders probably like, uh, we're fucking sick of you. Get out of here. Fuck you. Fuck off. And now he's like, and when you get fired, there's probably, you know, in a company like that, um, certain things that are, if you are fired for whatever reason, um, breaking break code of conduct, I, I don't know, whatever excuse they would have come up with for, for um, uh, firing him, because you got fired and you didn't resign, you then have all your shares in the company, like, pretty much absorbed um, by Bungie. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck you, fuck that. And won, obviously. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the fucking legal battle, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm interested now to read up on it because... Um, yeah, interesting. There must have been something going on that led to um, him getting fired. I'm interested to hear that story, but... Yeah. He's, he's not with Bungie. Why not come back to Halo? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe he just fucking want to. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe. He also wouldn't have much creative control, which he probably is used to yeah. um, with Bungie especially in the halo days mm. he'd just be composing which is you know, yeah maybe just maybe that's not for him but regardless uh whoever they've got on doing this soundtrack which i'm not entirely sure actually let's let's have a look um halo infinite composer uh, uh three composers wait composer wait gareth cocker Composer of Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Whips, serves as one of Halo Infinite's three composers alongside Curtis Schweitzer and Joel Korlitz. Don't know who they are. Um, but good for them, I suppose. Uh, oh, this guy did uh, music for Minecraft uh, and the Ori games. So cool i guess but they're using a lot of um o'donnell's uh, sort of stuff and like i guess evolving it and adapting it um in infinite and that's cool uh a lot of that was lacking from from halo 4 and 5 and it's really nice to hear that sort of o'donnell score back with like the drums and and all of that stuff um so yeah it's it's cool and halo infinite i guess is uh is looking up hopefully that you know when it eventually gets re-announced uh, we've got something that is much better and much more Halo. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's... <sighs> I, I'm relieved. I'm relieved it's delayed uh, and hoping for the best for Halo, obviously. We all are. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, we'll never be let down by, once again, Kingdom Hearts of course. rhythm game. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts Guitar Hero, Kingdom Hearts. I can't wait. Oh, so stupid what a dumb game but i cannot wait oh it's gonna be amazing and and game of the year's already come out anyway last of us part two hate is gonna hate it's what it is yeah i mean final fantasy 7 but you know that's okay well i haven't played it yet so true you haven't played it yet yet. last of us is fucking so good though i was thinking about it the other day it's it, I like it more with time. Yeah, the more I think about it, I'm like, what an experience! Like, it's going up my list of all time games. Like, of how much it's affected me, yeah. emotionally affected me. What, and for how much I was like, oh, I like the last of this one. I like it. It's really good, and that was sort of it. Like, I wasn't yeah. really that emotionally moved by it whatsoever. 
to how much the second game just totally blew my fucking mind and emotions up that I still think about it and I'm emotionally like, oh, wow, that was so intense. Yeah. Months later. I know, it's It weird. has stuck with me probably like no other game ever has in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still sad about it. Like, I still feel sad. Yeah, it's such a fucking journey. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, God, I need to not think about it. It's too much. Such yeah. an incredible experience. Yeah, I just don't see. I just don't see anything beating it, including Final Fantasy, including Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, look, Final Fantasy beats it pretty much purely because it makes me feel happy, and like I would, I prefer right. that emotion. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, right. See, uh, the same reason I drink black coffee is I like things I like because I want to be bitter. Um, <laughs> I, I drink black coffee because I have my coffee the way my heart is, and it's bitter and black. Yeah. Um, so that's Makes why sense. I also like my games and stories and movies. Um, I want to feel ho- hopeless um, yeah. and lost yeah. um, and alone. It's like my real life. Yeah, so. I was going to say, that's how I feel every single day. So Yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need that. I need that. I'm not in for escapism. I'm here to just, you know, feel worse, if yeah. anything. I've, if anything, I'd like a game that's just my real life again. Dude, that's so deep yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh fuck we're going down a dark path let's wrap this up James yeah. that's a whole lot of podcasts nice thank you ladies and gentlemen for watching and listening to this thank episode you. of the as always podcast brought to you by the great people over at patreon.com <clears throat> forward slash as always so once again if you like what you're listening to here or watching it and you want to hear or watch more Head over to patreon.com forward slash as always where you can listen to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse Podcast, mm-hmm. this shirt here that I am wearing for just $1 a month or more if you so choose. And you can become a producer or be on our podcast credits list for just $5. That's a great tier to, to be on. Um, highly recommend it. So thank you to everyone supporting us over there. Thank you to those listening, watching. Be sure to like the podcast and uh, on YouTube and review us. Um, give us, you know, five stars on Spotify mm-hmm. and uh, Apple Podcasts and all that sort of stuff. Leave a few good things. Promote us. It builds us up. And anyone that wants to sponsor us, hey, we're good guys. We are good guys. Bridge Wallet, if you want to, you know, you sponsor yeah, James, you want to even more sponsor sponsoring? The As Always yeah, Podcast is sponsor here. Sponsor us, Bridge Wallet. Uh, sponsor Skillshare. Give us some sponsors. Or anyone else, you know. Yeah, come on, boys. Um, Dollar Shave Club, that'd be cool. Squarespace. Be cool. We, we did a whole thing on an ad for squarespace once Give we did a- we did a cinema room on an ad for squarespace we'll if they can sponsor one. us well yeah we'll we'll and then we can make our own website with squarespace oh my god we and could, that- could be like a winona Ryder fan page or something dude that would be so cool we never even, and it's as always entertainment.com and we don't use it to run our own business we make no yeah it's just a winona Ryder fan page yeah dude that's great what a great idea yeah genius um fucking hell anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening and thank you to our great podcast patrons patreon.com as always yeah. for the $5 <laughs> tier on our credits we have King Richard III Josh Duvillier Damien Albrick Avery Dobbs Cat94 Nick the Gaming Prick Real Cinema Morgan McCack Colton, the Cream by King, Paul's like 47 The Wire, and Deceiver, Casey Wood, Pinkflame 313, Lumistrad Mario 5380, Is a Shame to Be a Fuck You Logan Paul, Ooga Booga, <laughs> Chinga Wooga, Tuga Mooga, Luga, Suga, Zuga, Yuga Duga, Jesper Olsen, Kimasava Gamer Cream Pies, Seth, J- Kevin Bond, Sicarius, aka Chiron, 
Karen. It's Kieran. Ka- you fucking retard. It's, it's not Kieran. It it's is an Kieran. It's, it's not a fucking Kieran. It's Irish. Henry, Justin, Aragorn, Skyro, G, Adam Sunling, T-Man of Travis, BQ Overlord the Elder, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, Ravjai, Jean, Joshua Mora, Brian Ford is playing the Witch One for the first time and loving it, Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, S. Jaws, Mule Catborg, Benedict Clobbers, Furious Coco, Noah Watts, Fishy, Ginko Swag, Master Bass, Max H, Luca, Winona Ryder, aka Lindsay from Destination Wedding, Joe the Lioness, Charming, Ass Eating, Coke Snorting, Cat Killing, Founded Scarab, aka the First Eagle, Congrats Eddie on the new Conbro Baby, Cassassin, The Creed, Nick Miller, Owen Brain, Walshy, Josh J. Anderson, our editor, Daddy Eddie, question mark, Smexy Dork, Gwen Hughes, Evan Brown, Radok, Nice Cock Bro, Fat Fucker, <laughs> I'm Not Moving On from Rocketman, Victor Eliason, Pleading Edge 274, The Discoverer and of the, the Discoverer and Big Word of Marquee 1989, but then also I can't think of anything else to put here. No Mojo, Philip Stillwagon, Jack DJ19, DG, Jesus Christ, 1998. <laughs> Give me your penis, Marcus, aka Blackburn, Frankie Gaffney, Mag, aka the guy who makes his own assassin Christmas, Kyle, the swan swam over the sea, swim swan, swim, the swan swam back again, well swam swan, Greenies Weenie, Jess Notter, Liam, Andy Cure, Saul Goodman, Riley Reed, the blue cow, AC Landmarks, Harrisy, aka Bad Assassin, Alexander, is getting cucked by Ed Sheeran, <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Ashton. Game of Vids, Star Explorer, Rainy, Not Sunny, Blake Lloyd, Louis de Leon, Lady Litzomania, Zeke, aka Colin the Cock, in the upcoming Marquee sequel written and directed by Ben Higgins, Jack, aka A Spanner in the Works, Tristan Obergfell, Angel of Harlem, Big Dick 666999, Zeppo, Forquen, Hey Man, Star Signs Are Bullshit. Anonymous 1K, Josh the Second, and Christian 0210. Thank you, sweet bitches, lads, for helping this podcast and every month making this list ever so long and my Good. world ever so full. Um, so thank you for listening. James, is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap this bitch up? I don't think so. We can wrap things up. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. It's been good amazing all right ladies and gentlemen we will see you next sunday not sunday monday jesus Fucking i'm idiot. so used to it uh it's only, yeah what is it's this 2019 Fucking yeah hell. Bro, yes sorry bro um uh yeah anyway yeah if you want yeah next monday clubhouse podcast episode 92 it's amazing mm-hmm. the best podcast on the internet check it out plus we will have a ghost of Tsushima cinema room coming out sometime this week on patreon and then a couple days later mm-hmm. on youtube Thank you again for listening. For sure. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.